0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys
1: Football Club. this,
2: Cowboys? Yes! Go, Cowboys! This,
1: this is, it is it the Players' is. Lounge, broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McCrae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Players' Lounge! Let's ride!
3: That's right. Barry
1: Church is here. Yes, Heckma sir. Harrison is here. I'm Nui Scruggs. We're talking Dallas Cowboy mm. football with ya for mm. the next 45 minutes right here for the Star. Cowboy Headquarters Worldwide.
4: Everybody feeling good today.
1: Yeah, Somebody really feeling good today.
4: No, I, I came off the
1: slopes, man. I came off oh, the slopes. Of Taos, New Mexico, oh, man. How was it, man? Um, it was very good. Now, I did not get out there scheme. Kids did, kids are good, man. My kids mm-hmm. are good. Um, I had to finish my paper for school, but got done, got done. But beautiful, man. I love, I love just the, the scene of it. Everything mm-hmm. was cool, man. Wow, Everything was cool. And then just sitting here doing a paper, bam! Oh, oh.
4: Man, you needed a vacation, Brandon. man. A vacation has done <laughs> you good. Look at this, the, the positivity, positivity your energy, he Brandon, hopped in here. Brandon, oh my Brandon goodness, Brandon
1: Cooks is here. So, see, the I cooks? was one of those people. Was all I? I, I did not. The conversations about. A tip, I don't, Chris. I can't say his name, but but no. a particular receiver okay. that people were wanting. Yes. I did not want this particular receiver, mm-hmm. even though this particular receiver had a very good career. I'm looking at no, no. When I saw Cooks, I'm like, yes, Cooks was the guy that they were trying. That the Cowboys talked about getting. Uh, Houston apparently won the third, didn't work out. Cooks was upset. Cooks wanted to be here. Yes. Okay. Brandon Cooks wanted to be here, and the Cowboys make the trade for five and a six, the eighteen million dollar salary. So people are like, oh. Oh, wait, Jerry, and Steven mm. went up and, no, 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 You go, well, we need you to pay six. Mm. Houston said, fine. So now it's $12 million for a speed guy who's had 1,000 yards for four different clubs. And I said to myself, I know heck, my Harrison is down with
4: that. No. Dude. Well, I, I, one thing about Houston, I want to say they have mastered the art of making a bad deal <laughs> because <laughs> they had the better deal last year. How yeah. do you fumble that? All right. Mm. And then this year plus you have to pay, you know, six million on top of that. I think it's a, I thought it was a good deal. I thought it was one we should have pursued uh last season, but obviously uh that happened. Um I think he's the kind of player for Dak, the, the speedy guy, the yes. guy that can uh create a large zone for uh, Dak to throw into. A guy that's been in the league for a long time, that's just 29 years old. Yeah. And so you think about him and his career in the type of quarterbacks that he's played for, I think he's going to fit in here nicely. Uh, the great mystery is going to be how does – because this is a revamped offense. If yeah. we're, if I'm thinking Keller Moore's offense, then I'm thinking, okay, vertical, this, that, that. We don't know how Mike McCarthy is going to use him in a traditional West Coast uh, offense that he's run. But I think Brandon Cooks was definitely the right decision. I think that there's still even more – Decisions that can be made in the wide receiver room. I don't know if they're done yet, and I'm talking about via the draft or mm-hmm. uh, or, or free agency.
3: Look, I, I think it was I think it was an extremely good acquisition um, to get Cooks because uh, if you look at it, that trio of receivers right now, they have pretty much every box checked out there. You got the Mr. Do It All, Mr. Do Everything in CD Lamb. He can be that underneath guy. He can be that jet sweep. He can be that guy on third down clutch situations. You got Michael Gallup where I think he'll get he'll improve from last year. I mean, he was coming off that ACL, you know it always takes like a year to get back to yourself. So right. I think he's going to improve from last year and he could be your physical, you know, 50-50 ball type guy, kind of go up there, kind of be that possession guy. And then you got your take it off the top receiver in Brandon Nichols that you just said. That speed, that burner mentality out there. He can Open things up for these other receivers out there, all those underneath guys. So I think it was a great acquisition. And most importantly, man, this, this guy's been consistent. If you look at his whole career, six of his what what nine nine years eight years in the league has gone over a thousand yards with multiple quarterbacks. So it's not like he's you know he had a great guy out there the entire time to throw the ball to. He had a thousand yards with Davis Mills. Right. I mean, so this guy is consistent out there, and he can bring something to that wide receiver room that they haven't had in a long time. Kind of be that father figure out there. So I love the acquisition. Love it.
4: I love it how you just and Davis Mills. Now, <laughs> I know what that means. That's why I say he gonna fit in nicely here with what he's. If at, he could do it with yeah, him, you know, <laughs> what oh can my God! You hear? It up. And yes, then, yes. and then I take it a step further. BC, I look at it like this: What if Brandon Cooks just took the reps that Noah Brown got? Mm, yeah, what, they
1: did switch. It was,
4: you know, they I, did. They no, did. <laughs> one for one. One. But, but I'm saying, like, yeah. think about the rep, the Jacksonville game. All the games where, it when the chips were down, Noah Brown was getting those opportunities yeah. to come up big. C.D. Lamb was not. You get a bona fide – we needed this. Yes. A playmaker, a guy that has a, a pedigree, a champion. I mean, you get all of that from, from – I love the acquisition. But, again, I say the same thing. I don't think that they're done. The way that they jumped out there and made this one, I think there are plenty more that's on the horizon. Okay,
1: Okay. so let me put this to you. I've been waiting to get it. You were safety mm-hmm. in the league. You got Cooks, Lamb, Gallup. What are you doing?
3: Man, as a safety, it makes it extremely hard. Because, you know, you're the last line of defense out there in the secondary, especially if you're, you know, like a Malik Hooker-type guy who who patrols the back end. You always gotta have to be on top of that speed receiver. You can't let anything get over your head. So you're going to always be aware of where um, uh, Brandon Cooks is going to be at in the lineup. So you'll, if he's in the slot, all right, man, let me focus over here that leaves those other guys, you know, basically one-on-one out there. True. I mean, because if you do try to double-team them, you're going to have to double them with a linebacker. And both of those wide receivers, Gallup and C.D. Lamb, can run by a linebacker. So to me, it's going to be, it's going to put a bind on safeties out there, especially if they use Cooks to, as a vertical threat out there because he has the speed to be able to burn by secondaries out there. So it puts safeties in a bind. You're going to have to put maybe even two safeties back deep. Mm-hmm. And we know what that does for the running game. It opens up the box for a Pollard, whoever else is going to be running the football out there. So it creates a dynamic offensively where you can put defenses in an extreme bind and hopefully they can take advantage of that.
4: And it lets your tight ends eat. Yes. (laughs) It lets your tight ends eat. And I think for Dak Prescott and his production that he had last season and seasons before, he's going to allow for the tight end to eat. him. we have two very good young tight ends in the system. And just as you just stated, I mean, I, I feel the same way. The speed on the outside changes the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And if we can play that that chess match with defensive coordinators where they don't know uh, who is the read uh, for, off, for, for Dak Prescott. So, look, the one thing that I, I, I'm still looking at and still have some concerns. It's obviously in the running game. Yeah. Um Wait, 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 we won't get to that. No, but I, I think what what he was just saying about how Brandon Cooks and his what he's stretching out, it opens it up for the running game. And there's my concern right there. Can we take advantage of it?
1: So I'm looking right just right now for you for you guys. Are you fine with your receiving core or is there anything else you feel you need at that, just the wide receiver position? Go
4: ahead. I still man. Look, last year I I go back to what C.D. Lamb did last year. It took him maybe five or six games to Mm -hmm. warm up, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Dak wasn't there. They didn't have much of a preseason to work with one another, and so I think it took them a long time to get started. I'm still wondering where Michael Gallup is and what's going to be Brandon Cooks' impact. Mm -hmm. I just believe that there are other playmakers still out there to be had. I think there may be playmakers in the in the draft still to be had. So I'm wondering what they're going to do. What you know, what they're gonna do because we we ended the season saying Dak needs weapons. Yeah. Okay. It seems yes. like that's what they're trying to do is get him weapons. Uh, we got rid of some guys, but <laughs> we, we definitely brought in someone, and I don't think that they're done. That's why I keep reiterating that, because we know what Dak needs.
3: Yeah, I, I would love to have just a little bit more depth pieces out there. You know, nothing you know spectacular, nothing, you know, oh my goodness, grabbing headlines, but we need depth. Because like you said, you know, one injury away, and then we have, you know, Semifahoko or, or Jalen Tolbert having to come in, and we all know, no you know, disrespect to those guys, but we know they're not the player that can, you know, take this offense to the next level. So I would like to have some depth pieces in there. Just some more options for Dak Prescott to have out there and spread the football around. But again, those young tight ends could be that fourth option as well. So, I would like more depth pieces, but like I said, this coach acquisition to me, I feel like is a, it's a home run.
1: Okay, so uh, I'm trying to be nice as I say this.
4: Oh, <laughs> no disrespect, <wow>. but <laughs> No disrespect, <laughs> but disrespect.
1: It was a rough year for Jalen Tolbert last year. Yeah, buddy. And they tell you that the biggest growth a player has is from year one to year two. Terrence Steele, a very good, good, you know, well, we saw him. You know, they played a lot as a rookie. Was rough second year man. He got the program off season, lifted weights, took it serious. And bam, you know, we see what he is now—a starting football player. What's our hope for Jalen Tolbert now that you have a Pro Bowler in Ceedee Lamb? A veteran in Brandon Cooks who's been a Pro Bowler and played in two Super Bowls. Um, How can they grow this young man up? To me, you know, he he needs to focus more on
3: the other aspects of the game. Because if you look at it, well, how did Noah Brown stick around so long? He was on special teams, making an impact out there. You're talking about a guy who's a top 100 pick, and he wasn't suiting up. Like you, you're not you. You can't make the ball club on special teams. I mean, it, it, that's extremely difficult. And you're already talking about I can contribute to this wide receiver room. No, we need you to contribute to this team overall. And for him to be able to do that, I think he needs to step up and can become better as a special teams player to show his value to this team, and then start to work into the offense. But if you're not even playing special teams, as you know, as a third round pick coming in, and you're not even suiting up.
4: That's not a good sign for me. That's not a good sign at all. I appreciate the the Cowboys saying, "Look, this isn't working out. Let's make something else shake. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's not keep. Let's not stay enamored with a player that the production isn't there." And I mean, come on, Barry. You you say it perfectly uh, about contributing in other areas. Obviously, he's never played any special teams. Yeah. Did he do that in Southern Alabama? Did he do that? And you know, when as far as his development as a uh, as a football player, I think he's always been on the latter end uh, of a guy that. Maybe we place too high of an expectation on him coming in out of the, you know, out of the draft. Um, It's unfortunate, but he's going to have to battle uh, this camp because I don't know if they, you know, how do you keep all these guys and especially if you have a guy that's not suiting up and a guy that can't contribute on special teams. So
1: this is a man. This is a great. You got to see if we get Will McClay.
3: All right, I hit him up. This is a Will McClay question. This is is (laughs) is a Will McClay
4: question. I got you, you, though. I mean, we
1: talk about the whole development of it. Like, okay, now that you and the staff have saw what happened, and and, and, and they've admitted, okay, we we probably put too much on him or, or expected more, how do you get the player to where he needs to be? Because Jerry Rice's first year was not good in the National Football League. Not comparing him or trying to say he's going to be Jerry Rice. Uh, Troy Palomalo's first year with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was, it was some growing pains. So how do they view him and how do you get a young guy to realize this is different? I don't know if Jalen Tolbert bought his own hype. I don't know if he thought it would be as easy as it was in South Alabama. Clearly there's a jump and my man wasn't ready. Mm. But I would say this don't want to give up on a guy after just one year. They say about three years. You will know. Maybe it's two now in today's accelerated NFL. But then I just say, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting on the hopium train here. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I re up on it. Come on. Let's go. I got you. The, the, <laughs> what if the player starts to realize what it takes to play at this level and reaches what they want? Now you're talking about potentially – four receivers who could help you. In a 17-game schedule, guys are going to get hurt. You're going to need help in yep. depth, which is kind of where I was getting to the whole thing. Of, you need depth. You're going to need more guys. So what are you going to carry, six receivers? If he's going to be one of the guys that's going to get kept and, and, and potentially be on game day, what is? where does he need to get to in his development? That's, you know, for me. A big yeah. He needs it. He needs it. Can he be that guy? Can he? I, you don't give up on third round picks.
4: Around here, they're not giving up on a third round pick. They're going to keep grinding away on. But what it. if you taco the pick? I mean just play I mean what if, what if you made it, what if you have a guy that can't get it uh, uh, in the NFL? I mean whatever it was, it had to be something mental with him and his development. It just didn't pan out over and we saw so many games where he didn't dress out. That's wishful thinking I mean this is all of this heck
1: is is kind of dissecting of here's what you had out of the player year one Where do you go? I remember Josh Ball, they, they talked about him and just saying, hey, look, you know, we looked at him his first year because he had the shoulder injury, was kind of a red shirt, and so this year, kind of, all right, and in some ways it's rookie year and he's still learning. Because, I mean, remember that? Remember the game when my man was out, he almost lost it at the right oh, tackle, and they man. went. And right. That go up to Jason P. I don't know what he wished, but Jesse Peters got in the game. They ended up winning the game. Yeah. Cause, um, but... Th- McCarthy's very good about talking uh, about how you know there is a development. for guys. we, we look so so many times that we just want to look at a play. Boom, that guy's ready to go. Everybody ain't like that. No. Everybody, everybody ain't like that.
4: It, guys don't turn into Terrence Williams overnight. I mean, we we think, talk about development. Guys, more guys developing into the receivers uh, that that you need them to. It's man, it's you don't have a crystal ball on this thing, and we need the depth piece that you were talking about. And I'm thinking about. Guys like T.Y. Hilton that we bought in late in the season. That may be your option. I'm saying, like, I really appreciate the front office not saying, look, we're going to shoot this guy up and we force just got to – we're going to force it. We just got to be right on this guy. He didn't have it. At, at year one, and, and does.
1: And this is the critical juncture. When they talk about the biggest growth that you have to year one and year two. After year one, Terrence Steele was not a guy many of us were high on. No. no? And now we look at Terrence Steele – and I mean, first off, when I went to camp, he looked different. Okay, that second year when you saw him out in California, he looked different. He had he put in the work, and McCarthy spoke glowingly over and over about what he did to get himself better. Man, some people get Ty- Tyler Smith got it, and we didn't think so coming out of Tulsa. I mean, but he got <laughs> yeah, it. He got it. Pleasant said.
4: surprise. Yeah. yeah,
1: he got it. So, coaching is teaching, and Lord knows, I'll never be a teacher, guys. But good teachers can figure out how does the student learn, what needs to do What do they need to do to grow the student up, and how do you get them. They talk about what Tony Romo got here. You were here with yeah, Tony. Yeah. You came in with Tony. I mean, Tony was they, – they had to change his throwing motion. Chris Bean, was it, was it David Lee that worked with Tony on the throwing motion here? Producer Chris Bean? But you, you had – they had to work with Tony for a couple of years before he was ready to go.
3: Yeah, that's true. I mean, to me it's just a telltale sign that when your special teams coach – kind of wants nothing to do with you on his teams, I mean, usually those guys are salivating over the, you know, let me get, I'll take anybody, let me get this guy, let me get. When they're not willing to put you on the special teams that make you dress for the games, it's a tail time, man. And, and did he
1: did he eat the humble pie he needed to eat in oh, order yeah. to go? He was so, waving the time. So it,
4: it well, was... let me ask you this: What type of production are we now expecting from our fourth receiver with now with Brandon Cooks and and Gallup and C.D. Lamb? What are the numbers that we're expecting? I mean, I, I, round numbers doesn't matter. I would
3: me. love it to be you know not as as good as Noah Brown was receiving the ball but right. it's, it's just his impact you know maybe a catch or two a game special teams balling on every single one of them I, that's what I think as a fourth wide receiver at least that's when, when we were when I was playing it was you know that fourth wide receiver had to be a core special teams guy and he would come in like a Sam Hurd he would come in and, and do his another thing another great yeah. name he would come in and do his thing on offense you know maybe one two catches here and there but his main thing was special teams and contributing to the team in whichever way he
1: could get Will McClay
3: Jackson-
1: <laughs> here, Will McClay yeah, oh yeah. so we can help Come decide on. that. Let's get our first break here in on the Players' Lounge brought to you by Tostitos. So, a trade for Brandon Cooks, a trade for Stephon Gilmore. Let's dive into the mm-hmm. de- defensive side of things with Heckman, Harris and Barry Church. I'm East Scruggs. Players' Lounge brought to you by Tostitos on com radio.
2: Guaranteed. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency.
0: Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores.
2: Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. Back Back. to the
4: Players' Lounge. Register, register now for 2023 Dallas Cowboy Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Athletes ages 6 to 16 are invited to learn from the best this summer at AT&T Stadium or Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Football camps are led by former NFL players, and cheer camps are taught by current Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Save $25 when you sign up for camp by May 12th. Visit dallascowboys.com slash camps.
1: Thank you, Heckma Harrison. we got former Cowboy safety Barry Church with us. Some new Newey Scruggs, Players lounge brought to you by Tostitos. I got Danny McRae. Is on, uh, work. He's on work. on a work mission today. <laughs> <laughs> up, done. That's why I need
4: I needed him here today. He? I want, I, today was, I needed him because I wanted to know how he felt about some of these acquisitions. These so, so Brandon Cooks, we, we spoke
1: about him in, in the first segment. All of us are, are, are down. Gave it a thumbs up. Uh, with that pick, so we're all down with that. So, yes, good trade. Uh, before they got Cooks, they made the trade for Stephon Gilmore, mm-hmm. the cornerback from Indianapolis, former Super Bowl winner with the Patriots, former NFL Defensive Player of the Year. And it's making less than $10 million, guys. Unbelievable. In like less than ten? What was it? It's like nine? Something. Anyway, bottom line is you put in next to Diggs, <laughs> Gilmore, Diggs, no offense to Anthony Brown. No offense to Anthony Brown. Did a nice job when he was here. Yep. Okay? Nice job. This, in my opinion, is an upgrade. Without a doubt, I believe it's an upgrade. And as much as I like that Cooks
3: acquisition, I, I'm in love with this one. I love this one because you, you look at Stephon Gilmore, and not only is he a great player, I mean, he's a pro's pro. I mean, you never hear anything about Gilmore. He goes out there, does his job, leaves. I mean, he, he's a pro's pro out there, and he still can play at a high level. I'm not saying he's a top three corner in the National Football League, but I give him top ten. Right. He's top ten out there. He can play man. He can play zone. His football IQ is off the charts. And not only will he bring that play to the field for the Dallas Cowboys, where you're going to have two book end corners out there that you can just say, hey, go lock up, and we can go send the troops after this quarterback. But I think he can also teach Diggs a thing or two about the game, the little nuances of it, when to guess, when to be on top of routes, when to be able to go in there and not take too many gambles. He can teach Diggs the the ropes and the little nuances of the cornerback position Similar to how T.Y. did, you know, C.D. Lamb last year. So, I think this was an unbelievable acquisition. And like you said, they they got him, you know, eight, whatever, eight, nine million, under $10 million, which is an unbelievable thing for a guy that can still play at a high level. And you put him in Dan Quinn's defense with that pass rush, quarterbacks are going to have to throw the ball out quick. And, man, it's – man, I love it. I love the acquisition.
4: Dog, I – I have nothing to add to what you just said. <laughs> because you said what needed to be said, BC. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. I told you last week, man, I was so ticked off about the fact that we didn't sign Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, that we didn't make that move. I thought that was something easy for us to do. We doubled down. We come right back. And what do we do? We bring out Stefan mm-hmm. Gilmore. And I think we even up the ante when it comes down to cornerbacks in this league. Yeah. One thing that I love about him is, like you said, he played in a system where he had to be multiple. Yeah. So you know, Dan Quinn is going to challenge him also to be multiple. This, our, what he does is he brings validity to a defense that's already pretty damn good. Yeah. All right? So, I think none of these guys are, are, are worried about, you know, the credibility that they get from everyone else, but they're right there on the peak in Dan Quinn, with Dan Quinn's defensive strategy to being one of the top defenses. I think Stefan Gilmore is that guy that adds that piece because where do you go now? Exactly. Where do you go now? What do you do? That same thing that we were talking about, what do you do against Brandon uh, – uh Brandon Cooks what do te- how do teams try to exploit this defense the only place you can go sometimes now is in the slot we got some pretty good slot oh, guys yeah. especially oh, yeah. if Jay Luke can come back healthy um i mean look we just have options i love it i absolutely love this but i th- i still think as Danny McCrae mentioned before about our defensive line. Yeah. We still have to be really good in this draft, and we still got to be thinking forward, who's out there in free agency that we can bring in to shore up a defensive line that's already pretty good. Yeah,
1: Gilmore and Cooks played together on a Patriots Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. And Cooks was traded to Los Angeles the next year, ended up playing the Patriots again, lost two Super Bowls um, in consecutive years. Gilmore ended up winning the Super Bowl right. uh, with the Patriots when they when they played the Rams. Um, by the way, Cooks had a good game for the Rams in that Super Bowl. They scored a lot of points, but he had a good game. I say this to go back into a little bit of what you said before. You need some guys in that room who've played in that game, mm-hmm. who know what it takes to get there. Gilmore's got a ring. And I do believe it's a whole different deal when you're talking to somebody like a Diggs. Hey, you want to be Defensive Player of the Year? Want to win a Super Bowl? These are the things you need to do. Brandon Cooks, to sit up here to talk to Lamb, and maybe he's a guy who ends up with Tolbert. Yeah. Hey, man, you want to get here? This is what it takes. Coaches can coach all day long. Barry, you play. It's just a little bit something different when you see a peer who's reached the levels you'd like to get to. And and without a doubt, that that peer
3: conversation, it's it's huge. I mean, as a young guy, you know, the the guy that kind of looked out for me and taught me the nuances of the game was Gerald Sensenball, And, you know, he's never been to the Super Bowl or those highs of levels, but – he let me understand how how the NFL game works. You know, how tight ends like to release and when they go this way, you know, this is where they're going to pass the football. You know, you got to be smart about it. He always taught me that, you know, you may not be the fastest guy out there cuz I wasn't. I was a 4546 guy, but if you use your IQ and you study tape and you show how these offenses come out in their formations and where they like to go with the football, then you can beat the quarterback to where he wants to go to it. And a guy like Sensab taught me a lot about the game growing up and was able to, you know, basically prolong my career cuz I wasn't the fastest guy out there. So to have a veteran like these two guys have been to the upper echelons. One is defensive player of the year. The other guy's been to Super Bowls, consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. They have nothing but knowledge. And I hope these young guys who are extremely talented, C.D. Lamb, Diggs, they're extremely talented. I hope they take this coaching not only from the coaches themselves, but from these veteran players that have come from the highest of levels. It can only help their game step up even further.
4: And I don't think people recognize how young the Dallas Cowboys team is. Hell, yeah. You know, they're still a young team. And when you have, when you bring a guy in like that, uh, when I'm talking Stefan Gilmore, Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's. That's, like I said, that's validity. That's a guy that when he talks, you listen because mm-hmm. you know he's been there. He's learned from some of the best in, in football. Okay. So, you know, it, to me, I don't think that I've never got the impression that Diggs was one of these guys that needed leadership or mm-hmm. needed someone. To, it, it's not like that. But I think I do believe iron sharpens iron. Oh, yeah. And when you have a Gerald a Sensorball, somebody that take you under his wing, mm-hmm. let's think about this. You come into the league needing – you don't know anything. You Mm -hmm. need to know the nuances of everything that's going on on and off the field. And I'm not saying Trayvon Diggs. Again, he has a big brother that's already that and showing him the ropes. But his playmaking ability, his resume speaks for itself. And that to me, I mean, dude, that is – That's huge. That's huge, man.
1: I, I go back to Amari Cooper. When Amari Cooper got in the room and was the lead dog as a receiver, it changed a lot. It was different than when Des Bryant was there. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I am one of those people that believe leadership counts, and it's a small detail. When somebody else can say to you, come here, young fella, this is what we needs to happen. Uh, Charles Haley was that kind of player. Right. Yep. When he came over from the San Francisco 49ers, he had two rings. I remember Super Bowl 52, and the, the punt gets blocked, and the Cowboys are down in the game. And Charles Haley, was the NFL, Mike's picked it up. He was talking with Bush Davis, like, hey, guys, Butch is trying to help us. He settled things down, and we, we saw what happened. The Cowboys ended, ended up winning Super Bowl 27, 52-17, but it didn't start good for him. Um You need guys like that. I, I'm a big believer in bringing in dudes who have championship experience, yeah. I think it I think it matters. Been there. Yeah. And and once again, McCarthy, he can only, He can say so much. Yeah. It's just a different vibe when there's a dude in the room who's with you that you can't bull-jive, mm-hmm. you know, and they just teach you the way. The Patriots did a great job with that. Rodney Harrison, that was some of the stuff that he did. Was some of the stuff William McGinnis did, hey, man, this is how we do it here. Um, they catch young guys coming in with McDonald's. Hey, man, we see you got McDonald's. Uh, this is third day in a row. I mean, they Third day in a row with you. What, what, we, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So they set the standard. And, you know, Belichick is a great coach, but you needed dudes in the room not that could doubt. police it, who could tell guys, you're not meeting the standard. This is what we need. So uh, I, I like these two acquisitions. Let's dive into Dalton Schultz. Mm. Because the free agent market has uh, not come knocking at his door. <laughs> Cowboys put the franchise tag on him last year, made $10 million. The franchise market today for free agents is not paying $10 million mm-hmm. to guys. Let's dive into that next with Heckman Harrison, Barry Church. I'm Dewey Scruggs. This is Play is Not you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and
2: a member FDIC. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just ten bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to slash cowboys and use the code word Team
0: JB. That's slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, ten bucks. Smoothie King, rule the day.
4: Back to the Players' Lounge. This is how we country. Country Music Party of the Year is coming to the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco on May 11th. The Academy of Country Music Awards are always bringing you country music's brightest stars together under one roof. And no one does a country like Texas witness history in less than two months. Limited tickets remain. Get yours at SeatGeek.com. Luke Bryan coming? I believe so. Jason Aldean Get your tickets. All Get those. Your guys. Tickets. Luke Combs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, those guys. Mm. Chris Beam's gonna be there for us. Of course, us. No, there it is. This is Chris that. There? negative.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, Chris. Somebody from the show needs to go represent. Uh, yeah, yeah. When is it? When, when is it? I would go, but May
4: 11. I mean, oh, it's left. a small venue. Oh, yeah, yeah
1: I'm busy I, that day. I got I got something tied up. I think I got a wedding that day. Yeah. Yeah, so. It a day. golf
3: tournament or something.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. But uh, good luck. Everybody else rolling out there. Players on Entry by Tostitos. Barry Church, Hector Harrison. I'm Nui scrugs. So, last year, what? Dalton Schultz got the franchise tag as a tight end. Uh, Ten million bucks. I remember going to training camp boy, he spoke to us and he was not happy. So I'm going to talk about this one time. Mm. Then later on, he shut the media off. I will not to talk to nobody. Mm. Um, my man was not happy that he didn't get a contract. Talked to somebody in the front office and they said, hey, we offered him. He didn't want it. Mm. Um, David and Joku got one of them little crazy deals from Cleveland. Mm. When, when he saw it, when he saw it, I mean, it was is he okay? But why we? People should not be coming close to Travis Kelsey money because they ain't Travis Kelsey. Exactly. That's just my opinion. And the Cowboys were kind of like, "Hey man, we like you, but we don't like you that much." Mm-hmm. They offered him a multi year deal. He didn't take it. So played ten million dollars uh, for one year. Now he's a free agent. I've heard nothing. Not a thing. Nothing.
4: Well, let's hear from the guy that didn't fumble the bag. <laughs> 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 I told y'all last week. it where we at? Where we at? <laughs> no,
3: man, but sometimes these barkers dry up. You know, we talked about you know with the running back situation during the break and how you know these deals aren't as high as we thought going into free agency. And and Schultz, to me, and, and I've said this from the beginning. You know, I, I think he's a a good tight end out there. I just don't see him being as dynamic. As a Kelsey, a Kittle, and a Joku, those type of guys that are garnering that type of money. Because when you look at it, yes, he's an amazing fit with Dak Prescott. He's his security blanket out there, he understands how to get open versus zones and all that great stuff. But when it comes to blocking, when it becomes to being a, a multiple tool type tight end out there, he, he's not really that. You know, he struggles in the blocking game. If you split him out one on one versus a DB, I'm not so sure he can beat man, consistently beat man to man coverage out there. Yeah, he eats in zones. Yeah, he eats against linebackers. But I don't see him as being that dynamic of a player to garner a contract in the 10 million year, a year range. And I don't think the Cowboys see him as that. You know, as well. So to me, you know, he took a bet on himself. He took a gamble on himself. And, you know, we'll see what happens, you know, where
4: he's going to sign. But as of right now, it looks like it, uh, it dried up on him a little bit. Yeah. Bet on itself and lost. Yes. And the, the in, and, and by the way, you have two rookies coming behind you that just flat out ball And I heard a lot. And also team. had, you know, special teams impact as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the, the initial offer was from the Dallas Cowboys, but I would just guess that it's probably going to be what he ends up signing for anyway. Mm-hmm. Um in the market itself, I think guys like Gusecki from Miami, I think he went to the Patriots. Patriots. He, yeah. went to he the goes Patriots. to the Patriots. I mean, in comparable as far as tight end talent and the way yeah. that you use them. So, I just, man, I feel bad for Dalton Schultz. because Four and a I'm, half mil he got. And incentives in the contract, Gusecki. Again, mm. not 10 million a year, mm-hmm. you, and I think what happens in, in football is guys say, okay, I'm next up to sign, and they start using the market value of the top guys. You're not that, so you can't use that, yeah. you know. So you don't ever confuse him with the Kittle and Kelsey's of, of the league. But you know, as far as his importance in this offense, I think Dak tried to, I mean, get his best yeah. um, out of him. I wish him nothing but well. I don't know what the future is though. For him, right? Because I haven't. The scary part about Dalton Schultz is I haven't heard his name at
1: all. So that's te- <laughs> first off, that tells you what the market is. And and add this to it, guys. They're talking about this being a deep class for tight ends in the draft. Yeah. So you're not having to pay that kind of money to get in that type of player. And so for Schultz, does he come back the way Lake Van did that uh, two years ago? where you talking about one year? You know. Five mil, but I don't even know if you gotta pay him five. That's what I'm saying. I don't even know if you gotta pay him five. I mean I mean, I mean, three, three and a half or some incentive. I mean, you're if you're the Cowboys, you're in a good position, then you know if he was mad at ten million, you really want him up in the building, uh, mad, and making making half that?
3: Mm, he ain't talking to nobody.
1: Talking to nobody. <laughs> Hot. I knew he gonna to... <laughs> Yeah, uh, what you think wish knew he would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we we did have play. I ain't talking. I'm not talking Okay. Okay, all right. He wanna talk about the playoff laws, okay, fine. Um but you've got Jake Ferguson, you've got shot. Pendershot, yeah. you may be able to go in the draft and say, okay, let us go find someone who's more of a blocking type tight end. Yeah. I got two pass catchers. Let me go get, find that guy who's more of a blocker. Then we can work with him on his hands. The Cowboys, in my opinion, you guys tell me if you're wrong, this is a position they have mastered in taking in the draft. Yeah. You, you go back to Jason Witten. Jason Witten was a third-round pick.
3: Solid. Martellus Bennett. Yeah. Second-round
1: pick you with Martellus know, yeah. Bennett. Uh, Anthony Fasano had a nice
4: yeah. career. He mm-hmm. was yeah. a
1: second-round pick. Um, Dalton Schultz, you drafted him on day three. You you drafted uh, Ferguson on day three. You got yeah, him. Gavin Escobar. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, Escobar. So, so they know how to find this particular yeah. player. So when I look at Dalton Schultz, and it's nothing personal against him at all, they can find another Dalton Schultz. And mm-hmm. I'm not that that is not me taking a shot at him and just in the in today's NFL, you're gonna have to sit around here and just say, Hey, certain guys, um, we can save here. We know we got to pay Diggs. We're going to have to pay C.D. Lamb. Uh, we're going to have to pay Micah Parsons. You're going to have to, at some point in time, address your center position and Tyler Biotish and what mm-hmm. you're doing right there. You're going to have to renegotiate Dak Prescott. So where do you find some savings here? Where do you say we'll go a little bit less here and try to get a player to match him and tell tell well coach him up? Right there, tight end spot, man,
4: and, and gotcha. one of the best in, in London Wells in the way that he's coached these guys up. But I, I just want to go back to what you were saying, Barry, about how Brandon Cooks changes this offense and how valuable the tight end can be, and also looking at the draft at how talented this tight end draft could be um, at twenty six. So this is a position for the Cowboys. It's very interesting when you say Will Dalton. I don't, he, I don't think he'd come back here for three and a half. No, nah, I don't I don't, th- I don't think I don't Can he think he forward? could come back here and especially if the Cowboys go into the draft and get a young tight end. And again, I go back to Mike McCarthy and his offense. We know what he's going to demand from the tight end position. Is he willing to give that up with Dalton Schultz? Because I think, in a way, you had to knowing that he wasn't the the best blocking tight end you had in that room. And you
3: tell, McCarthy talked about
4: it. We want to run the football. We want to become a team that's dominant in the trenches.
3: And at the tight end position, you're going to need a guy that can capture that edge, that can hold his own against defensive ends out there. And and from what we've seen from Dalton Schultz, that's not you know the priority of his game. That's not the top of his game is blocking. So. You know, he may not fit into this new
1: McCarthy, um, you know, type of offense. So, I can see them letting him ride. Okay. So, so tell me this. If you're the player and the agent, so the first wave of free agencies come through, you didn't get got. Mm-hmm. How long do you wait?
3: Until you grab something? Yeah. <sighs> In my opinion, you want to get out there before the draft, because once the draft comes around, teams are going to be filling up positions are going to be filling up everywhere and teams are going to be like, "Ah, well, you know, we'll come back to you if somebody gets injured. And You don't want to be waiting all off season, And then once camp comes around, somebody gets hurt and you get thrown into the fire. You got to pick up that whole new offense. You got it right before the season starts. So to me, you want to at least be able to get in there before OTA starts so you can get a rapport with the quarterback. You can get a rapport with the team, understand their offense. And before all these spots get taken up by the draft. Man,
4: that's a pickle. Yeah, he's in a tough spot. No, right that's now. a pickle. And and, I, I, and I'm thinking about the the respect for Dalton Schultz in his game. Was, come on now. He's he's not the the guy that just Dalton Schultz going to be out of the league. You know, nah. it's, it's, that's not going to happen. Um, I just think he put himself in in a very uh, unique situation by not taking the original deal that was offered offered and having the cap. This is this is one of those examples where people hate the the being uh having the tag placed on you. Yeah. This is this is the when we say bet on yourself, he was he put that on himself, played under the tag and now he's without a team and it doesn't look like other teams are interested in him. I go back to what you were saying about the draft. Man, it's this a lot of talented tight ends so places like uh the Chargers, yeah. you know, that that we think just because what if Kellen Moore has his his idea of a tight end and that may not even be a possibility for him. So Look, it's just a unique situation to be in. All
1: right, uh, right before we go, let's let's go around here and just just get our thoughts. Um, Tyron Smith contract reworked, very favorable. A lot of incentives in there.
3: I think I think it's a good good decision because if you look at it. He plays. He gets more money as he
4: plays. So okay. if he can play all 16, great. D-Max says, I can't believe they did this. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, no, the thing is, like, like you said, man, it's incentive-laced. It's going to be one of those. It was a very favorable for the Cowboys, and you bring him back, and it's the Tyler Smith and Tyron Smith show. So terror squad left side.
1: All right, Donovan terror Wilson, re safety. I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was surprised.
3: I was surprised. Even though I think he's a thumper, an enforcer, the type of guy that you want on your defense. But I, I was surprised at that deal. I was very surprised. But if you look at the contract, you break it down. I think it was two years guaranteed, 13 and a half guaranteed. So it's solid. You bring that enforcer back, and
4: you know you got a solid secondary. Dimensional. Guys that play, he also has value for you on special teams. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Dan Quinn loves that guy. Yeah. Uh, Love the way he competes.
1: Van Der Esch.
3: I, that's another one that surprised me. I thought he would have a bigger market than he had out there. The Cowboys got him back on another friendly deal. I think it's, what, five a year? You know, two years, 11 overall. So, look, I think it's a, it's a great place to have him. You know, he's one of those leaders of the
4: defense, big,
3: tall guy in the middle of the field. So, yeah, I like it. Quarterback Cooper Rush.
4: Surprised he got his deal. Surprised he stayed. I thought he would have more of a market, yeah. uh, especially with the way that these quarterbacks were dropping. Mm.
1: All right. And then, of course, they signed our, our, our guy, C.J. Yeah. Goodwin. Yeah, uh, he, he's back. So, uh, and, and the guy I didn't talk about um, was Ezekiel Elliott. And, mm. and to me, I think it's real simple. We all on the show get it. Yeah, He had a great run when he was here. Great run. But it just ended. And I wish him well. But I, I think they had to do what they had to do, and we spoke about it on the show. Yeah, when you see guys – I mean,
3: I was there when, you know, they they let, you know, DeMarcus Ware walk. And then if if guys like that, you know, to walk somewhere else, I mean, anybody can get guys. Terrence Newman. Yeah, Terrence Newman. I mean, it happens, man. You know, and I'm sure he'll bounce back and land on his feet somewhere and, you know, hopefully continue to have a – a positive impact on another team.
4: Yeah, that's the sucky part about business, right? Um, It's a personal decision that ends up having to be a business decision. You know how much the front office and the family loves Ezekiel Elliott and and nothing but respect to him and everything that he's done.
1: All right, that is the Players' Lounge. Heck, Harris and Barry Church on New East Scruggs. Danny McCray will join us next week for Chris Beam and everybody makes it happen right here dot DallasCowboys.com Radio. Appreciate you. Talk to you next Monday.